Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. There it is. We're doing it. We're doing it, I think. We're doing the thing. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the trying, 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 trying to be better podcast with Joel and Steve. My name is Joel. And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast <laughs> with a question mark. <laughs> I, I just uh, want you guys all to know that Joel has gotten so spiritual that he has transcended time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and transcended the technology. If anybody is wondering why I sound a little different, it's because my laptop is dead. My charger's at work. If that gives you any indication of where I'm at right now. <laughs> but you're very so, spiritual. I don't know about that. I mean, I was just telling Steve, I was late. I was late to start recording because I was doing a guided meditation with uh, the amazing Josh Corda from Dharma Punks NYC. His most recent podcast, Dharma Talk on addiction and recovery, had this really powerful guided meditation at the end. Anyway... I was just, you know, crying and healing for the last 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, boy, I got to get on a podcast. <laughs> what better way to get on a podcast? Dude. Yeah. So we haven't uh, we haven't chatted in a bit. It's been a bit. Then was this three weeks. Sorry, everybody. Seriously, it's just been nuts. Good, but yeah, nuts. I want to just say, I don't know that we're doing anything wrong. I don't. I don't feel like we need to apologize. I'm on. I'm, this is this is where I'm at right now. I don't think we need to apologize. We had some you stuff hear that, going folks? on. Just take it or don't. Well, whatever. Eh, it's <laughs> not like I'm not like I'm not like being an ass. I'm just saying like yeah. We didn't do anything. I mean, this is a this is our creative pursuit, and it and the timing didn't work out because of a couple of different things, and we couldn't record. But we here we are. So thank you for sticking with us. There you go. Thank yeah. you, everybody. We Thank do appreciate you. the listening. We yeah. really do. They might, <laughs> and, they might have, and we hope that you know you get some benefit from it. Yes, and I bet, I bet there's some folks out there that probably were relieved that they didn't need to listen to us for two yeah. weeks. Maybe oh, I don't yeah, know. We get to take the week off. <laughs> uh, so those two clowns. Yeah. What was it? Easter and then last. I don't. Week, whatever last, last week was. I don't even remember. You had a thing. I had a thing. I had a thing. Well, we all had things, right? You I had a got thing. a thing, and we thought about we're like, oh, maybe we'll get together during the week, but the, I no. couldn't because I was on I was on another podcast. Oh, that is right. Yeah. How so, was that? You're it was the- amazing. There's a for those of you that uh, I mean, there's this pod. It's a relatively new. Uh, it's a Grateful Dead game show podcast called Guess the Year. Oh yeah, where it's kind of like named that tune, only it's named that year. Where the host plays a snippet of a Grateful Dead music, and then the contestants try to guess what year it was from between 1965 and 1995. And it can be anything. It can be a song. It can be a jam. It can be a drum solo. It can be. That's why I said Grateful Dead music. If he plays a snippet of a Grateful Dead music. And then you yeah. guess the year, and whoever's closest, you know, then it's like you. This starts off with five, then you go down to mm-hmm. two, and then there's like a lightning round, best of for the champion. And, and so I was on that uh, on Wednesday. I competed and I won. 
Of course you did. You know, I feel like that's an area that I, you know, uh, was I, there I feel, ever any doubt, man? I feel pretty like, confident in my knowledge of that stuff. Um, but you know what? What's what's really cool about it? It's so great. And the guy, the host, he's kind of young. He's maybe like late twenties, probably. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I mean, this has been going on for maybe six months. He's been doing it pretty much weekly, and uh, it's just really cool. Like the I've listened to all of them, and uh, um, hat tip for uh, you know friend and past guest Jack for uh finding it i guess and uh yeah yeah and jack was on it a few weeks ago too um but anyway uh like the the depth and the breadth of it's a we are everywhere you know yeah i mean there's 60 year old guys and there's 18 year old kids you know that's so cool that kind of know their stuff you know and it what's so what's great for it's kind of this uh well it's just nice to hang out with proper villains again you know yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, people are like, how do you know that stuff? And it, that conversation's, I mean, I guess I can have it. But what's more interesting is to talk with people that, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Rosebud was, had a little bit more rounder tone than Tiger, you know? <laughs> I mean, and they had people nod and go, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah, the deep nerdery. That, exactly. You get the, very, you, very deep nerdery. Like, kind of. You get. Like, these are, this is the upper crust of deadhead nerdery you know yeah and we all it was just and everybody that was on the the one that i was on they all knew their stuff i mean it was not a uh like a a shoe in that i was gonna win like it could have gone you know um the guy that i ended up in the finals with he knew his stuff man i mean it was just well that's when i when i listened to the one to the episode that jack was on i mean that is yeah i knew that when you said you were going to be on that, I was like, oh, that's great. And you've all, yeah, you are amongst your peeps, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't do that with Grateful Dead music. And I don't know that I ever, I mean, I, I noticed differences, but when I tried to play along with the, with that episode that Van Cleve was on, I was like, I had, I had the wrong decade, like twice. It was like, <laughs> I don't, as this say for me, man, the only, I'll just, the- the only things that are hard and they're hard for everybody is the early eighties. Um, mm. and, um, like the, the late sixties, like some, like some of the really like 67, 68, that's really tricky. I mean, there are definitely mm-hmm. things, you, but you can kind of listen for, but if there's like the, the thing of like every tour was different, mm-hmm. every tour, they were constantly, constantly in flux. And, um, and that fluctuation is not is yes that how how they approach the songs and what they did with their well, arrangements and the technology but yeah that's what i was going to say is, is everything the, it's not so much even about the arrangements it's about like the 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 what the instruments are what the instrumentation is and the mm-hmm. recording technology and um like arcane knowledge like knowing that soundboards in 82 there's no bass you know, just because oh, wow. Phil's rig was so huge and insane that like they didn't really need to pump a lot of bass through the through the PA. So well, I'm curious now, the host of the show, the guy that runs it, is he does he stick to like, well, if he can find soundboards or if he can find official no, 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 no. doesn't matter. It comes from all over the place. And also he like he doesn't pick a lot like I mean, I think he picks some, but like as the show's going on. 
Um, like they have like celebrity get like Jay Blakesburg picked the songs. Oh, Jay Blakesburg, wow. for those of you who don't know, is a he's been kind of he's photographed the Grateful Dead for 30 years. Yeah. You know, and uh he's kind of the photographer, like he's kind of a famous dude in his own right. And mm-hmm. like the one guy was a he's a professor at Duke University that's also a deadhead that has a deadhead class on the Grateful Dead at Duke. Um, wow that was picking the songs, you know, and then like some past <clears throat> champions have picked the songs and, you know, people that know, like, and it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, it's just like the dead, like the, just like a grateful dead concert, like the, it's a mixed bag. Like it, mm. they're kind of, he's kind of Mike is his name. He's, they're starting to get into a thing where it starts off kind of slow pitches, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's, you know, like Europe 72 is kind of an easy one, you know, mm-hmm. but like, there was one where like the last song that knocked people out was it was a space from 1995 oh my god and just i mean just complete (laughs) left field like what i mean i was sitting there like how the how am i supposed to get this you know and i was in the right decade but you know yeah so anyway so anyway my my episodes up a week from monday maybe about a week and a half out so then i record again on thursday yeah i was gonna say championship Yeah, you have it's kind of like a rolling championship like Jeopardy, right? Like yeah, if you exactly keep winning, like you keep going. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's prizes and it's just cool, you know. Congrats, dude. That's super cool. That's yeah, like that's like your wheelhouse right there. Hundred percent. Well, you know what it is, is it's my myth spent youth is uh, vindicated. Yes. It's well, all worth it for this, baby. That's right. <laughs> it's a major you, award. It's a major award. A that's major what I was gonna award. say. Hell yeah, dude. Take those wins, man. That's what I'm saying. Life's too fucking short. That's what I'm enjoy, saying. Enjoy what you enjoy. I had a, I had a, while you were talking about that, I was thinking about me, which is not unusual. Weird. At all. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> I had a recent, I had a recent experience. So, um, with, with my favorite band and a public forum, and I don't think I even talked to you guys about this, uh, or the, so, um, there used to be a podcast, a Pearl Jam podcast and they've kind of, they're on a kind of an extended hiatus, but um, it's called a uh, single podcast theory with Brad Lyons and Brad Blazek. I met Brad Blazek. At, yeah, I remember uh, that. Anyway. So Brad, those guys want hat. There's another Pearl Jam podcast called live on four legs where it's the uh, Randy Sobel and his, and his podcast partner. I can't remember his name that I kind of got involved with. And anyway, there's a, this is yeah again going down the nerdery steps way down in the basement of the nerdery. Um, there's this there's a there's a, a Facebook page for the pot, the Pearl Jam podcast community because there's a few, and Randy Sobel is this really cool dude who's a super fan and he curates this pot this podcast page and this podcast and stuff and he's he's kind of the Pearl Jam version of you know this guy with the with the name the year like guess the mm-hmm. year it's like. He he puts out shows based on live Pearl Jam shows and talks about all the differences and nuances there because there's enough of a catalog now with Pearl Jam live recordings and stuff. Anyway, long story short, I kind of got connected to this Randy Sobel guy and uh, he reached out to me and he's been doing this thing where he give, gives the fan the opportunity to write five sort of blog entries about Pearl Jam shows they've attended. So he hmm. asked me to do it. And I did one every day this last week. And it was really cool. You showed up in a couple of those, one of which hmm. I talked about, the Chicago uh, 2013 Wrigley Epic. show. 
I I talked about the guy peeing from the rafters and the fuck lasers and all of that. <laughs> and <laughs> it was just really neat to kind of like, I mean, I, I there was a couple where I'm like, uh, I you know, I've got 20 minutes on a lunch break. I'm going to fire this off. So they're not super well written, but he's going to compile them and like put them in his blog. So nice. That's yeah, awesome. it was really cool. It was really cool to kind of go back. And I had to like part of the requirements was to find a YouTube video, you know, mm-hmm. and my first show was in 98. And there there is like there's not even I don't think there's a video of that show that I can find. I but I found somebody recorded the sound check from oh. outside of the Rushmore plot, Rushmore Civic Center in uh, uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. And that was cool because that was like I was in line with Adam Hintz and my brother Colin Egger. Oh, far out. And I could hear them sound checking. So I, that was like the first live music. So anyway, I had a similar sort of experience where I got to kind of get into the nerdery with the nerds. Okay, hold week. on. So first of all, we need to acknowledge that that trip to Chicago was a decade ago. Dude. Holy shit. Yeah, this July. Yeah. This July, it was 10, 10 years, years ago. Right. And then I didn't know that Adam Hintz was along with you at your first Pearl Jam show. So he wasn't along though. So Colin and I piled in my, I think, did we, I think we piled in my brother's car maybe, or maybe I drove. I think I might've drove in my old red uh, Geo Metro, the bubbler. So we, we got two tickets together and I we we were working with Adam at the coffee house and we kind of knew maybe he would be there. He was kind of a Pearl Jam freak too. So we pile in the car, drive across South Dakota and we get there. And the only person in line ahead of us is Adam sitting there oh, hanging hilarious. out at the, yeah, at the glass door, smoking cigarettes. So we were like, Hey Adam. So we just, we just like hung out I there. See, for, I didn't know that when we all went to Chicago together, you know, oh, no shit. I never yeah, got brought up later or whatever. Yeah weird yeah right yeah i mean i knew you guys yes. all knew each other but i didn't know that yeah mm. yeah yeah man so that's cool that was cool to get to write up about that it was really neat yeah that's awesome yeah we fuck got to write lasers. about for the fuck lasers guy god <laughs> damn it so glad that the cops got him before you know the people that he was pissing on did and well i'm really i'm really kind badly of, for him totally i'm i'm really kind of <laughs> secretly hoping that that guy is out there and he sees that and he's like man that was me and that was my last night of drinking and i got so right. you know like, maybe yeah i'm I don't 10 know, years the way, sober to- the way he was acting i'm thinking that probably wasn't his last night drinking that looked like something he was kind of like his mo you know what i'm saying yeah he was yeah. the guy that stood on balconies and pissed on people <laughs> yeah but just think just think <laughs> if you know like I mean that's that's a bottom right there like oh my god i'm at my favorite band in my favorite place and what? I just yeah, peed I on. I don't know. I don't know, man. That was a hell of a. That was a hell. Of, what the hell's going on over there? Oh wait a minute. Oh he's got. Oh yep, that guy's definitely peeing on people. Yeah, <laughs> from from the ramp up to the sec to the next <laughs> level at Wrigley. <laughs> well, that's the problem is that that rain delay caused every. I mean, it's, you know, it's yeah, like well, let's just start selling beer. old. Yeah, I guess we'll keep drinking old styles until they kick us out. I mean, we're just right. hanging out at. Wrigley, and uh, um, yeah, people got pretty drunk. Okay, yeah. so tangent. We yeah. haven't we haven't unpacked Sam Talent yet. Oh, <laughs> that was amazing. Last Sunday night, Joel and I went down to the zoo bar and saw the comedian Sam Talent. Mm-hmm. 
who uh, I read a book. He's also an author. He wrote this book called Running the Light. I've talked about it on the pod before. Mm-hmm. Everybody should read Running the Light by Sam Talon. It's great. It's sad. It's going to be. A, I think that's going to be one of my first summer books. I think I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. But how was he as a comedian? Oh my god. Well, that's yeah. that's the thing. He like, was, what's he was savage. He what stuck with me about his his vibe was like you know obviously the people opening for him and hosting the show they were they were younger they've been doing it but they they have that that like nervous i gotta Mm -hmm. i gotta he just got up there and was like this is my this is my comfy leather couch this is yeah right yeah this is my you know 78 cadillac you know strap in yeah we're going for a ride but but a comedian that kind of feels free and comfortable in that space like that, the zoo bar is not the most controlled, you know, environment for stand up, in my opinion. But he was able to deal with, you know, the the bartenders throwing beer bottles around, and you know, like he was able to kind of like he was holding court. He was in control. He was very much he, in control of the room, and he was relaxed. Like yeah. he was, and mm-hmm. he was so funny. I mean. Yes, his material is funny and his sort of irreverent comedy is hilarious, but also just his whole energy was so great. Like that's yeah. that's what I appreciated the most was like, oh, we're in good hands. No matter what happens, we're in good hands with this guy right now. Yeah. 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 I and I'm really like- I'm really glad I didn't know anything. I'd never heard his comedy prior to going. It was like totally, you know, I had no preconceived notion about what I was signing up for sure yeah i haven't laughed the thing that you know i haven't laughed that hard for that long in a long time yeah and the thing like he had that thing of like like he would have the room on the ropes mm-hmm. and then throw a couple haymakers <laughs> <laughs> you know and just leave you yeah. bloody on the floor laughing yeah. with laughter yeah you know yeah there was no mercy from him no yeah it was great it was great uh-huh. Yeah, I'm really glad. I'm really glad you just said, "Hey, I got tickets for doing this." Like, thanks for that. That was that sure. was really that was really great. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. The last like professional comedian I saw was Eliza Schlesinger. Oh at yeah, the Rococo mm-hmm. a number mm-hmm. of years ago, pre-pandemic. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was great. She's great. She's hilarious. She's one of my you favorites. You didn't see Marin when he came through recently? I missed Marin. I think we had a oh. gig that night. I think Exile oh, was playing. Oh, that's right. That's you know? right. So I had to miss Marin, which is a bummer, you know, but yeah. I've seen Marin. I know yeah, we can get up there thing. and whine and Yeah, well that's the thing. Like <laughs> his his electricity comes differently than like somebody like Sam Talent. Sam Talent, yeah. you know, Marin is sort of like exercising some demons up there yes and it's that's kind of the fun of it because i watched that recent special of his and it was like i haven't seen it yet oh yeah he's kind of like it's you know i but i watched it too soon after that show that sam talent show and i was like oh, really? it's just too i was like oh he just i mean Marin makes me delightfully uncomfortable you know yeah like it's kind of his thing mm-hmm. you should watch it i don't have hbo uh we can maybe we can work around that we'll talk right. we'll talk on the patreon we'll talk on the patreon <laughs> what else is going on um well i had a spiritual experience yesterday at a disney musical called frozen 
Are you okay. ready to go there? You Let, ready to go there? I well, I don't know, but we'll dive in. I know this could go a lot of ways, so. Oh, Steve! Did well, they sing you and the I let it let it go song. Oh yeah, I didn't sing it, but I I think okay. I'm gonna try to be. I'm gonna try to share in a general way, because I think that's probably gonna be more appropriate. I have been in the last few weeks working with internally, spiritually, um, the idea of. Uh, letting letting go of stuff that is not not good for me and others around me saying no to things taking mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. not uh i guess having healthy boundaries i think i've brought that up before but it's mm-hmm. like i kind of it's reached a point where i'm kind of like you know i need to speak this truth and i really do not care how anyone feels about it because I'm going to do it with love and respect, but I'm going to do it with honesty. And that is not, if you have an issue with that, that is not my problem. That's just like, and, and, and in feeling that it's been a reminder that I, you know, I've been, I've been kind of like, it's like, I have anxious attachment stuff. I've got, you know, people pleasing stuff. I've got, all this stuff right so it's like it's hard i feel it's really hard to do that mm-hmm. when you've got these other things and i'm working through that stuff so that's a long story short anyway kirsten kirsten's folks were out of town they have season tickets to the orpheum they're like hey we're gonna be out of town this weekend in california do you want our tickets to frozen kirsten's like i sure i mean i could use them or i can give them away but we'll take them and kirsten's like hey you want to go see frozen with me and i was like sure you know and she's like really like you're like a pretentious theater artist. What? What do you really? <laughs> you and uh, and so like you know in the weeks leading up to this, like it's it's like I had a work call yesterday for work. Like you know the, we've got a show opening, all this shit, and it's been it's been really stressful. And she's coming kind of like, you sure you want to go to Frozen on Saturday? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. You know, it's like I get to go to a thing with her. You know, sure, yeah, I dig it, yeah. That's all. I mean, it's like, well, and it gives me an excuse to be like not working all night. Like, I understand. You know, you know like I have an hour. I could Bye. go to work or I could go to the Orpheum with my wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And um, it was a delightful reminder of the magic of live performance for me. And mm-hmm. it was like, I couldn't think of a better thing to see at this point in my academic theatrical career than a Disney musical with a bunch of like puppets and fucking, you know, projections and, and kid like seven year old kids dressed up as Elsa singing along in the house. Like it was just like, Oh, even in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, this was my, this was what my crusty fucking resentful, jaded theater ass needed right now oh that's amazing i love it and i'm i'm so glad i didn't say yeah that's not for me or no i've got to work all that day you take I'm a friend like i'm gl- frozen or yeah just like i don't i'm gonna go incognito like i don't want anybody to see me at frozen it was fucking awesome i bet yes. love it it was great hey, you like it was your mic out of your sweater dude you got to pull your mic out of your pull your mic out of your sweater. <laughs> there. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Joel's being belligerent. 
<laughs> anyway, it was a delightful experience and I didn't think it would be one. And I'm really grateful that I'm really grateful that I didn't bail on that because it was like, I was stressed out. I was mm-hmm. talking to Kirsten on the way up there. Like there's stuff at work that it's just also the end of the semester and, and things are always hectic and we got a show opening and all these things. And I was talking to her about that. I'm still feeling like that uh, stressed out vibe feeling mm-hmm. kind of guilty for just like, you know, doing a thing when everything else is stressful. I, I had, and this is going to sound cheesy as fuck. I had completely let that go by the end of that show. Like I really, <laughs> let, I let it go, baby. I let it go. I love it. It was I great. Love that song. I think that song's awesome. That song is, that song fucks. I'll say it. It totally fucks. That song fucks. And yeah, you have great. to like, you have to like, and Dina Mazel, like, I think she's the first one to do that. Like in the mm-hmm. movie, you've got to have serious, serious pipes. Se- yeah. You got to be losing. It, it's all, it's like the only, like the first 30 seconds is kind of like on voice. The rest is total belting and like mm-hmm. r- jazz riffing. And, mm-hmm. and the, the actress that, Played Elsa last night performance just like in Dina Mazel level talent. She was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Have we That's talked it. about have we talked about Les Mis? Did we talk about that? Because I saw Les Mis at the Orphan a month ago, probably. Uh, I don't think we that? talked about Les Mis. I saw yeah. No, I don't think we did. I'd never seen it. It was my first time seeing it. It was. It's a real punch in the balls, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's the feel good. It's like Frozen, really. It's like Olaf. <laughs> yeah, the French Revolution, and yeah, yeah. yeah no. Well, okay, so um, I went into it kind of almost the same thing. Like I asked if I wanted to go. I'm like, yeah, I'll go see Les Mis. Sure, what the hell, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, like my sisters loved Les Mis for thirty years. I mean, that was like when she was in high school. That was highly be um, all Les Mis all the time kind of thing. You know, she just kind of latched onto that, and I never, yeah, I just never did. And um, like I, I had never, I couldn't have told you the name of a song or the plot. Mm-hmm. And it was French, then it was sad. Like that's kind of <laughs> what I, you know. But I was yeah. blown away by that show. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did read the plot synopsis before I went into it, so I had some clue of what was going on. But, you know, it's still uh, going to those shows is really just an experience in general, yeah. especially mm-hmm. when they're well done. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. I like the, uh, like, it was a full Broadway roadshow situation. And I was mm-hmm. reading about the technical side of it. And I just, that stuff is so interesting to me that they can pack that show out and have it moving down the road to the next venue in a matter of hours. And they well, can, then, when, when they get so to the when, next venue, they can have it set up from being in trucks to being show ready in 12 hours. Did So I'm curious though, because when you saw it, did they, did they have the huge wall construction? Did mm-hmm. they do that big thing? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I had heard a rumor cause I saw it. The first time I saw it was when Kirsten and I were in London on oh, the West uh-huh. end. And it was kind of one of those shows that we we paid for ourselves because we're like we had a night free. It was like you can do whatever you want. And Kirsten's right. like, should we go see Les Mis? I'm like, I guess. I mean, I I, I was familiar with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we go and <laughs> Kirsten. I'll never. Every time anybody mentions Les Mis or Rob, I think of 
at the end of the, the very end, they're singing, you know, mm-hmm. do you hear the people sing the big mm-hmm. fanfare at the end and, and people just jump to their feet for the, for the standing ovation. And Kirsten leans over to me and she's like, Holy shit. That was robust. <laughs> <laughs> robust. Like she was, it was just, it was just to her, just, it was, you know, pure masculinity war, rah, you know? Well, yeah. Anyway, but I heard a rumor that, at, that that West End run in London was going to be the last time they used that they were going to retire that that kind of set configuration, but apparently oh. not. Apparently not. I mean, well, it's like, I don't. I mean, I don't know what you saw. I know what I saw was pretty impressive. The huge monster set wall mm-hmm. of the yeah. French Revolution. Yeah, yeah. And things and like the wall pieces were moving in and out and yeah, really. Yep, that's it. Like, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just on a you know to end the thing that was great was I mean this is like I could the microphones and the PA and everything in the Orpheum I could hear every enunciation clearly like I, that was kind of yeah. I wanted because sometimes you go to those and you're like what the fuck are they saying I can't even make yeah. out the you know mm-hmm. and uh, we had that experience at the Lead Center one year with Jesus Christ Superstar where it was like. Mm. It felt like there was a plexiglass sheet between us and the stage that blocked out Ooh. the sound. You know, it was really yeah. the sound was terrible. Um, so, like that's I went into that knowing that Les Mis is pretty plot heavy. You know, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of ins and outs and what have yous, and I wanted to kind of have some clue what was going on in case I couldn't make out exactly what people were saying, but I could make out exactly what people were saying like all the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which is. But, which is huge. I mean, to be able huge. to to have that kind of sound package rolling from venue to venue because you don't yeah. know what you're going to get, and also, like you said, I mean, there's got to be road requirements for that because I don't think that the or- the Orpheum has the kind of wing space that like the lead has. Like how they right. get that. Like every space is different, and they the, have to kind of. The PA was kind of cantilevered in. Right. Right. But they had, we were in the balcony, and they had you know, drivers cabinets specifically pointing at the balcony and, you know, yeah, it was great. Nice. Like they definitely factored in the room, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a, I have a profound, I mean, you'd think that in my training, I would have gotten this, I did a little bit, but I think since being a part of producing four shows a year at my current place of employment, I have a profound respect for, Sound the engineers, technic- oh, sound engineers, lighting designers, mm-hmm. master electricians, stage managers, production managers that make that, all that work smooth. It's freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention the the performers, but you know, the, yeah, the, all, but, but without all the all the other things, the performers, they're you know, it's it, that's all a very important part of the show. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. Like last night, Frozen, like the projection design was gorgeous. I mean, it wasn't the the tech, the, you know, the tech on that one was really just the projection design and the puppetry, honestly, and the lighting design, too. But it was like, you know, not super complicated set pieces flown in from the from the sky, from the um, from the fly loft. You know, it's just like sure something would fly in. There was where we were at and that flies out. But it, what really made it the thing was these, you know these beautiful projections when she, you know, Elsa would change into the ice queen. I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It was just like, it wasn't super heavy on stuff. It was really, um, uh, you know, the spectacle was about, uh, 
the the projection design and the sound design really and the costumes were fucking awesome so it's like sure. without that shit it doesn't really you know i mean you can do it but it's a different kind of show it's like right. those those kind of big time musicals need need all the bells and whistles and it's yeah well it's that's amazing. why they're big time musicals yeah well and they're you know they have that ever, place was packed have you so ever been making money the, have you ever been to the epcot center no oh, okay so one of the things that they do there is um you know it's this like continents it's like all the park kind of is in this loop around the central lagoon thing with the epcot geodesic dome thing but mm-hmm. uh at night they do this deal where um they uh trans it's like a laser uh light fireworks spectacular and it's amazing but they take they take these giant projectors and they transform because you can see especially if you're standing in the right places you can see pretty much the entire park mm-hmm. but also they take uh these incredibly powerful projectors and change the 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 existing structures into like fantasy worlds oh wow yeah it's very trippy <laughs> to use yeah. a simple term but mm-hmm. um and so i like that's i mean it's literally like one minute you're standing in like fake germany and the next minute you're on this like ice planet or <laughs> like it's without moving you know it's really mm-hmm. intense and so like mm-hmm. that's disney has some experience in that yeah you know, well that's so transforming the, the, spaces and well also just this yeah the simplicity of well they i mean you know the the frozen show i keep going back yeah it's great uh <laughs> the reindeer was this man or, or performer i don't know that it was a man but a performer in this like stilted they were on all fours but they were had stilts on their arms and legs and they were yeah. in this reindeer suit right you didn't oh ever gosh. see it was and when it came out it was like i was like we were all transfixed the kids in the room went nuts and like i leaned over to Kirsten, i'm like that's Disney magic, dude. It's fucking, right. you know, it's, it, I mean, I, I leaned over and I said, that's pirate ship type shit. And what I mean by that is I didn't go to Disneyland until I was like, you know, in grad school, 28, you know, right. 27 years old. And when I saw the pirate ship and treasure or whatever, fantasy of the Caribbean. Whatever, yeah. When I saw next to pirates of the Caribbean, when I saw the pirate ship come around the lagoon, I was I was like an eight-year-old kid. I was just in wonder that they put yeah. that. You know, Disney, uh-huh. for all their faults, they fucking do it right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they know how to make people escape shit. So, mm-hmm. I love yeah. this world. I yeah, hate standing dude. in line. Yeah, but like the the rides and the experiences are incredible. Yeah, man, I need to make it to that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge shit at some point. I you know. feel a road trip coming on. Let's do it. Yeah. You and me just. I've like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm really the only one in my family that enjoys that. So <laughs> let's go. All right. I Colin, I know would be down for that. All right. Little, little, uh, isn't there, isn't that airline that's coming to Lincoln? Don't they have a nonstop to Orlando? They do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, budget sure flight do. to Orlando. See? Oh boy. Let's do it. All happening. All right, 2024. You know, I mean, that would make the whole experience if you had if you had a few people to go with to split it a few different ways. It right, wouldn't, wouldn't be that. I mean, obviously, 
whatever. But yeah, I'd be down for that because I definitely need to see that. Dude's trip to Disney. Yeah, Disney dudes. We'll get shirts. Dis- we'll be oh like, oh my the- god, Disney dudes. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm totally here for that. Sorry, kids, you're not going. You're not going. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hey, maybe we'll get to maybe we'll get to watch Ron DeSantis's prison being built too. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that Disney's just like fuck, fuck you, you, man. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. You're gonna be gone. We'll still be here. Yeah, Whatever. we're not going. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> Don't mess with the mouse, dickhead. Don't mess. Yeah, dude. They run that shit. Right. God, that's Ugh. so funny. Whatever. Whatever. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Well, mm. well, did we do it? I think we did it. Did we I don't create know, the man. content? We created. We created everyone's favorite content. All of our listeners' favorite content. It's good to be. It's good to be back on the saddle with you, Steve. Yeah, you as well. Nice to see um, you. What do you got going on the rest of your day? You got a nice little Sunday. <laughs> I'm gonna. I drained my uh, underground sprinklers uh, Friday because of the freeze last night. Yeah, yeah. That was man. I was so proud of myself. That's a. That's no joke. That's like a complicated system, man. It's really not. It, but but like I it was. Sounds, you know, it looks so like I, it to me. I winterized them. You know, whatever last fall. Yeah. All of the instructions. I'm like, I think this is right, but I don't know until spring. You know. So Yikes. a couple of weeks ago, I. You know, I reversed the process and turned everything back on. And I was so happy to see all of the sprinklers came up and they all worked. And there was no like fountain of water coming out of where it shouldn't have, you know, yeah. like it all worked. And I'm like, you know, I did the thing. I suburbed. Yeah, man. I suburbed hard. It felt pretty good. And then I got to do it again because it froze last night. So did it actually get down off. to? Yeah, it got down to like 24 last night. What the fuck? And then uh, I'm going to mow my yard. I'm going to go clean the dance studio. Dude, I got to mow, yeah. man. I got to yeah. mow, man. You got to mow, man. I can't do it today. I got to go to a tech rehearsal all day and deal with that. So you're going to go As to I, work. That's what you're saying. I, I'm going to work, man. I worked yesterday. I'm working today. What's the show? Then... Do the I show is Am- uh, You can if you want. It's, uh, it's Amelie the Musical based on the French film... Uh, from the 90s late 90s early 2000s which i have never seen is it good the the amelie the film is fantastic it's delightful it's hilarious it's really okay great. it's touching yeah it's okay. really good the musical I, I mean i don't know i mean, it's i've i think it's great i think we're yeah. doing what we can to get her done so i understand that's kind of where i'm at it's like it's it's also like an empathetic experience to, like, looking at broadway tech folks it's like how do they fuck? They, you know, because they have budgets right. and time, budgets and, and a, time, and, and a lot of people, and yeah. professionals, and yeah, like, this is what so, I do. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's there's that, but yeah, it's gonna be good. So interesting. Amelie the musical, you don't university department, Crete, Nebraska, yeah, do it. Is that this coming weekend? This coming weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday matinee. All right, interesting. Yeah. Let's look at the yeah. old. Got to look into the finance box and check my status. Ooh, very good. Very good. All right, man. Well, yeah. yeah. Good to see you. Good to we'll see you. Follow us, follow us on Instagram at trying to be a better podcast. Email the show at ttbbpodcast at gmail.com.
I did Nailed it. it. God damn. Nailed it. Mm, getting good. That's right. All right. Later. Later.
forget, toot your hooter.